Welcome to Getting to the Point with Redpoint Global, where leading marketers go to lead markets. And now I'm pleased to introduce today's speaker, Steve Zisk. As Senior Product Marketing Manager at Redpoint Global, Steve is tasked with developing messaging and marketplace positioning for Redpoint's customer engagement platforms. And at this time, I'd like to turn the floor over to Steve. Welcome. Thank you so much, Sarah. Uh, I appreciate the chance to talk a little bit in depth about data quality. I want to do a couple of things to set the stage for everybody here first. And the first thing to understand is that data quality in our way of thinking about things is geared towards solving particular customer use cases. And our clients have all kinds of different use cases in data quality, but one of the primary use cases that we see is data quality in service of customer experience. The importance of customer experience cannot be undervalued here. We recognize that, that customers find in interacting with brands and interacting with companies to be extremely important in 2021. And it's become more so, of course, in the context of the digitalization of customers and in the context of the, the rise of COVID and the change in customer behaviors that we've seen due to COVID. We have to recognize that customers demand brands meet their expectations for personalized omnichannel customer experience. And we have to meet that need by marketing to mass audiences of one. But there are some things that get in the way of that. And those things are especially seen around data. There's been an explosion of data across channels and a proliferation of, of all kinds of different ways that customers have of interacting with their brands. And this has been matched by the explosion in MarTech capabilities. There's now over 8,000 different MarTech pieces of software. Uh, and any given marketer is probably dealing with anywhere from 10 to 30 of these in order to be able to reach their customers. Along with the fragmentation is a recognition that customer journeys are not nearly as linear as they were, nor do they necessarily have the outcomes that marketers are thinking about. So herding customers along in simple linear customer journeys no longer works. The pace at which things are changing due to external circumstances, due to regulatory changes and privacy changes, customer expectations, competitive markets, and so on, has been phenomenal. And of course, this is all being done in the context of uh, changes to the way that we're being expected to do business with our customers that require huge changes to what we're doing with customer data. In this context, we have to recognize that connected data and being able to do customer data management requires a pretty broad set of capabilities. We're going to talk about just one of these capabilities today, namely uh, customer data quality. But data quality is in a context of the huge variety of different kinds of data that we have to be able to ingest the amount of work that we have to do to improve the data quality itself, to 
identify who the customer is and match data across multiple different data sets to build out a customer golden record, and then the need to be able to activate that golden record and interact with customers at the cadence of the customer in order to be able to get the outcomes that we're looking for. That golden record that I was talking about a minute ago has data from a pretty broad variety of different touch points. And we should understand that the information that we're getting about our customers comes from multiple different people, multiple different organizations, multiple different sources. And therefore, we have to be able to improve the quality and consistency of that data throughout the customer's journey in order to be able to produce the best possible golden record and in order to be able to meet customers with appropriate, relevant, and timely information during their customer journey. So let's take a look at that golden record and at that process from the point of view of data quality. We have to be able to identify where the customer is in their customer journey by pulling together information that comes not just from MarTech data sources, but also from third-party data sources and from what I would call enterprise data sources, things like uh, customer service information, customer warranty information, and so on. We have to be able to identify all of the different sources of data, and we have to be able to do so in a way that allows us to make a plan for what we're going to do with the data as it comes in. So that means that ideally you want to start with a set of use cases, create a list of the data sources that are needed for meeting those use cases, and then for each of those data sources, figure out things like who owns the data, um, what is the quality of the data, and how is that quality changing over time, and what do I need to do to improve the quality. And we'll talk about each of the, these in a little bit more detail as we go along here. First of all, what do we mean by data quality? Data is imperfect, and a large part of the reason that data is imperfect is that humans themselves are imperfect. When I enter information into a system, I may be in a hurry. I may not want to enter all of the information that was asked. I may fat finger it. Uh, I may refer to myself as Steve in one place and as Stephen in another. And so the data that I am producing and the data that anybody who is interacting with me is producing is inherently imperfect. And one of the reasons for doing data quality is to try to handle those imperfections, update the data, improve the quality of the data by normalizing, by parsing it, by uh, making tests for what the data quality is by measuring what's going on and therefore by uh, using a set of tools inside a data quality platform that allow me to improve the data. Second thing to understand is that data is dynamic. Data sources change and evolve. I may be using lots of third-party data today, but a year from now, I might be using a lot less third-party data as third-party cookies are going away. I might have one vendor who's providing me information for my uh, point of source data and another one who's doing e-commerce data and a third one who's doing CRM data. And those may change over time as well. 
A third area to understand is that data is semantic. What do I mean by semantic? If I'm looking at something like a purchase, what is the unit of currency that's in that purchase? If I'm talking about uh, somebody having a family size, what do I mean by a family? Am I including everybody who's at the address, everybody who has the same last name? All of these things have particular semantic meanings and mismatches across multiple different data sources can have consequences. The wonderful example I like here, and you can look this up, it's a real example, is Gimli Glider, where uh, an airplane that landed at Toronto Airport took on uh, additional fuel, but took on the wrong amount of additional fuel because of changes that have been made recently in Canada's system for defining what fuel they wanted. And the plane literally ran out of fuel at 40,000 feet and had to glide to a safe landing near Gimli, Ontario. So everything that we do around an understanding of what the data is and what it means can have consequences. Hopefully, your marketing doesn't have consequences that are quite as drastic as running out of fuel midair, but you have to understand that data has meaning and that understanding what that meaning is and how we're going to use the data um, will impact the quality of experience that your customers have, just like it impacts the quality of the data itself. So one obvious way to try to understand data quality is to profile the incoming data. And this means things like defining the measures that you care about for quality. What is the range of allowed data for a particular field? What do I expect the deviation to be? How much of the data is null or out of bounds? Is that changing over time? Which fields are allowed to be null and which are not? What do I need absolutely in order to qualify this particular piece of data as an acceptable piece of data? And conversely, if I'm profiling and measuring incoming data, what am I doing in order to cleanse it? How do I define what I'm doing for normalization? How can I make changes to the data without actually damaging the data? How do I correlate data across different sources or across different fields within a source in order to understand um, what, the, what the relationships are among different pieces of data that I may have about the same customer? And if I'm going to make changes, can I do things like bounds enforcement? or uh, normalization across, uh, I, I, I pointed out the, the numbers in the Gimli Glider, can I do normalization across different areas to recognize that somebody who's buying something in the UK may be buying it in pounds, whereas somebody who's buying something in the US is doing so in dollars. So how do I enforce bounds? How do I enforce changes and, and make things work better as a context of profiling my data. A third area I want to look at briefly is data hygiene, which is the ability to recognize and accommodate human errors and um, make fixes beyond simply normalizing data or profiling data um, to the incoming data. So that can be things like for offline addresses, recognizing that there are sources of uh, quality data for um, address field and uh, recognizing that I can I can match data against things like the NCOA database uh, if that's available in your location. Um, and secondly, recognizing that the uh, type and quality of data that I 
and bringing in for offline addresses can be drastically affected by things like how have I set up the the um, bounds and normalization and things that I'm doing with incoming data for uh, postal codes and other things. Recognizing that a postal code is a text field allows me to handle uh, postal codes from Canada or from the UK, but it also means that some of the bounds checking that I might be doing against postal codes coming in for the US may fail. So we have to be smart about that. We have to understand the correct possible mismatches. I talked about currency, but there's also mismatches on things like date and time fields and character sets. And I have to have a means of storing the data that preserves the accuracy of details that I may have. So names and addresses might have to be handled as Unicode fields rather than as ASCII or as uh, uh, European ISO fields. Uh, examples for this might be particular names that come from different areas that use unusual characters. The last thing that I want to talk about in the context of data quality is how much data quality is enough. Obviously, we could we could say we're simply going to accept whatever data we have, and there are plenty of platforms that do that. But the real answer is look at your use cases again. What do your use cases require? Somebody who's doing simple marketing type use cases might require a particular level of data cleansing, data matching, um, uh, data normalization, but somebody who's looking at uh, interacting with a healthcare patient might need a completely different set of requirements for how much data quality they're actually going to need. And this extends not only to the data that you get directly from your customers themselves or from your MarTech touch points, but also to all of the other things that you're trying to do to create that golden record in terms of aggregating information across time. So if I have a lot of trust for the individual purchases that I may have for a customer and for matching them up with a customer, then I can do recency, frequency, and total monetary values with some confidence. If I have a lot of trust that I'm seeing the correct information from somebody showing up on a website, then I can aggregate data accurately to come up with screen times, behaviors, page hovering, loyalty status, and things like that. Same thing for data that I might be enriching by buying from outside of my own firm. How much do I trust the information that's coming in from a firm of graphics or sociographics or social information? Where am I going to get household data? How much do I trust the geolocation data that I might have? Applying data quality and data quality measures to all of the data that you're dealing with about your customer becomes really important to match the use case expectations and requirements. And finally, experiment. How much do I want to actually measure data quality, give people a chance to give me better data quality? How can I do an experiment to understand if my data quality is as high or as low as I think it is, and to measure whether my data really sees what I think it does. So we will be covering additional topics that are closely related to this data, data quality topic. Thank you very much for, for listening to me and understanding a little more about data quality.
Thank you for joining us. We look forward to connecting with you again for the next episode of Getting to the Point with Redpoint Global, where leading marketers go to lead markets.